Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Emetropia. Emetropia is a symphonic metal band from Sweden that deliver energetic and dynamic metal. Their forthcoming album, Equinox, will be released in early 2022. Be sure to look for this one. It is sure to please. And here is my interview with the band. speak with me today no worries it's, it feels awesome to be here and that you want to speak with me <laughs> <laughs> well I wanted to, wanted to tell you I got to hear one of the tracks from Equinox and I wanted to tell you ask you if you could give me an overview of the album yeah uh, so, so an overview um, well it is our first album ever um, I think it's almost every person in the band's first album. And it runs for 53 minutes, a concept album, uh, which takes quite, it, it is a fantasy story about another world where there are two kings who represent summer and winter and they're stuck in an internal fight with each other. And they don't know that they are. And suddenly we follow this young boy who suddenly wakes up and has entered this realm and he knows that well guys you're in an endless cycle why, why are you fighting and the kings really won't, don't want to listen to him and so he, he goes on a quest to try to make the kings join hands and stop fighting basically and um with this being your first album, how did the recording process go for you? It's been a long recording process, and we've learned quite a lot since we recorded our first debut EP. Um, I think we, we did some maths, and it, this album took like 1,000 hours to record. So I spent, mo it was a lot of do-it-yourself, here. Uh, I spent a lot of time right here <laughs> making the orchestra. Uh, it was my first real orchestration, uh, but I'm really pleased with the result. Um, we actually began to record the guitars live in the studio, but we noticed that just sitting there a whole weekend with super long days, you get too tired and most of the results were quite useless. So Ule, our lead guitarist, he eventually just, I I'm gonna do it again in his home studio. Um, then uh, we actually went to a professional studio for recording the drums, uh, a studio called Gardenia Studios, which is the same studio where Ghost BC, the band, uh, re recorded their, their drums for one of their albums and stuff, and uh, Oscar did a phenomenal phenomenal job. He like had practiced so, so many hours and managed to um, fix all songs in like three or four takes. Um, and then there was a the whole process of recording our own choir. Um, <laughs> we didn't really have the budget to by a, a real choir, so we got tips from our mixer, uh, Meek Guaitoli, 
so I basically did that for all songs. It was like 2,000 takes. Wow. And then we did, yeah, it was insane. But as you probably have heard in uh, That Faithful Night, we managed to get some of the choir effect. Absolutely. Uh, so with it. I wanted to say that I love the track, and I wanted to know, is that a good uh, representation of the feel of the album? Yeah, we, we, we think that the song kind of gets all the elements we use, like we have big choir sections that will return in the other songs as well, and there's on progressiveness, like the main riff is in 7-4 time signature and buffs off in different tempos and everything, but also like it's harmonies everywhere from, from the vocals to the orchestra slow with the first verse and then it's just full bombastic power and double kick to get full energy so the, the single quite represents the album quite well but i think all songs of the album are quite unique like you will hear that wow this is a new track and this is another new track for every song so it never feels like oh it is 53 minutes long album, but you just play the same song right. <laughs> nine times. So we tried to avoid that, and I think we did pretty well. Um, I want, also wanted to ask you, because I enjoy the EP as well, I wanted to know um, what are some differences and nuances that the band has uh, taken from that point? Well, a lot of the songs on the album were actually written during the EP time. Uh, basically all songs about two were basically down there on heads, but we didn't really think that we wanted to record a full album yet. So the main difference, like, like our next, next single that we will be released next week is a reimagined version of Seasonal Warfare. Mm. Um, so what Okay, so what's new? Why, why were we calling it reimagined and not just re-recorded? <laughs> well, we took all of this experience from the EP and thought, well, we did this well and this did not so well, so what do we want to do different? And sure, we would done some practical difference in the studio. How do we record the re guitars? How do we record drums, etc.? But that's not the interesting part. Uh, biggest changes come from new vocal productions so we work with a lot more vocal harmonies from both Lisa and from myself um, we work more together to get a more full and rich sound of the vocals and in, I think all of the reimagined re versions the orchestra brings new melodies and completely new elements that didn't exist in the previous versions. So, like, well, if you join the EP, then it would be like, we go from this to that. Yeah. It would be a completely new experience. So we, we, we just wanted to, like, build on the foundation because we believe that, well, these songs are good enough, but they deserve a better production. Uh, yeah. and, and I want to ask you, um, what are some of your lyrical inspirations? Well, I'm not the one who writes uh, the lyrics, uh, that, that's uh, Lisa's duty, but I know that Lisa has a major interest from like horror and gothic uh, 
feels and lore and stuff. Um, but what's special about her, her lyrics compared to a lot of metal lyrics is that we try to be quite poetical. Uh, like if, if you go into the lyrics, you will see that there there's almost some kind of rhyme going on and it's a structure to feel well. It's a nice touch to it, and I think almost all choruses have new lyrics as well, so it isn't just copy-paste mm. uh, lyrics. And as I previously mentioned, it, it is a concept album, so we want to tell a story, and I, I know that's a big part of how Lisa wants to write lyrics. Uh, it should tell a, a bigger story than just a song. Um, yeah. And uh, speaking of that idea, um, what are some of your favorite concept albums? Good question. Uh, I'm a so I'm a massive fan of Glorhammer. Uh, they are a bit controversial right now with all the allegations mm -hmm. come uh, come to them and stuff, but. I lo love their, that the whole band is just a massive concept album. Um, it, it, it's such a fun uh, concept. Of, okay, well, now we are the characters. It mm -hmm. becomes like comics, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. <laughs> so it's nice to <laughs> dig deeper into that. Uh, I also like I'm on a Mars Zoom speaking from 2016. Uh, it was basically the album that introduced me to more heavier melodic death metals, so that's a nice one as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, the first uh, uh, concept song idea that uh, got my attention was uh, Rush 2112 in 76. It uh, it was the first time I heard a storyline like that and it it was my first introduction and I just I've always enjoyed that album yeah it's really cool I, I like the idea of concept album yeah. but both as a listener and as, as a musician because well it gives the listener the opportunity like well if you want to know more than just hear great songs you can follow along through lyrics and actually learn something about what we want to tell here no matter what the concept is about whether it's fantasy or something else and uh, i wanted to know could you give me a history of the band itself how did yeah. you guys form yeah so it is actually quite a long story but i'm gonna make it short <laughs> <laughs> But, but if we want to really dig it deeper, then uh, it all started in 2011, I think, when our guitarist, Ole, just, okay, I began to play guitar in high school, so he wanted to form a band, and he formed a band, uh, but he's the only member from that band. That, that band was called Grayscale. Um, and then in two, 2016, uh, no, two, in 2015, Oscar joined the band um, since one uh, Oscar had a friend in common with Ulle and that friend in, com in common had noticed this, like, 
Oscar was always kind of drumming on stuff in the, at the university and thought, well, perhaps he want to, can play drums for Ulle's band. So Oscar joined. And then a few months later, I felt like, well, I want to join a band. So I wrote, wrote an anonymous uh, app uh, that just is called Jodel. Um, you like, you write uh, Jodel, which just people in one mile radios or 10 kilometers radios can see. And I said, well, here, I'm a keyboardist and I want a band. And Oscar saw that and thought, well, our band thought about taking in a keyboardist. So I joined them. We mostly played covers. But then for summer, I began to write uh, Lord of the Blizzards. And uh, that was kind of, okay, now what came to be a Metropia started to get some kind of structure. We stopped doing the covers that Grayscale had done. We got some, um, some, our own material. Uh, the next songs, I think, were A Summer Breeze, Seasonal Warfare, and uh, his final endeavor, which is the final track for Equinox, a 10 minutes long endeavor. <laughs> um, but after a few months, uh, our old vocalist had to quit the band due to some personal health issues, which was really sad. But then we found Lisa, and when she came into the picture, we got someone who could write lyrics to all these songs. And that was basically when Emetropia was founded in 2017. And I also wanted to ask you, what are some artists that inspired you as a musician? Well, uh, I kind of come, I come from a power metal background, basically. So my, my biggest influence Influences are like Halloween, Stratovarius, Freedom Call, but as you see, Epica is, is now basically my favorite band. Uh, but a, quite, quite a fun thing with us is like, to, as a band, we're kind of like all genres of metal, but none really like the same stuff. So we have Lisa, she loves black metal and that stuff. And Ulle, he's just 100% prog. I am the power metal nerd. And then we have Jonathan who likes 80s metal, <laughs> glam and classic rock and basically everything. Uh, but yeah, typical power metal stuff on my hand. Then I think that's great that um, the other band members like different genres because it it definitely makes for an interesting uh, piece of the pie when it's all put together. Yeah, you really. Like, all genres have something good going for them, even if I'm perhaps not the biggest fan of prog metal. I think it's, I'm like, it can be nice to do a little fun thing here with time signature as long as you have a nice flow and the listener still like it uh, like i don't like when it's like dream theater and you don't know what to do but like procession of the kings that that's like a five four time signature but you don't even notice it, it just moves on a nice flow um but yeah i, I believe that we all have different backgrounds is big part of Emetropia and finding our sound uh, make 
guess, stand out a bit from the rest of the symphonic metal genre. And I also wanted to ask you, I enjoyed the artwork on the EP. Could you give me a hint of the artwork on the album? Yeah, so the, the album artwork is kind of kind of similar to the EP. Uh, it is the same story, story that we want to be told, but it, it is a more, like, if the EP artwork was a bit more, like, it looked like someone had drew it, this one is a bit more photorealistic, but it catches the same elements. We have the fake king, king of summer, and frost king, winter's king. We see the boy in the middle, and we have the great wheel in the middle. Um, but it, it, it is a bit more grand uh, than the EP, but in similar feeling. And I also wanted to ask you, um, will you tour the album? We hope that we will do some kind of tour. Uh, it's been a bit difficult to like know how much the, the world will allow touring. Because uh, like, okay, we don't know if there will be a completely new wave outbreak during the winter for the coronavirus. But we, we have planned a release show uh, in February for the album. And then we will just try to get as many shows as we can. And, uh, hopefully get some shows outside of Sweden but we all got full-time jobs so it can be a bit difficult to get a few weeks up but we would do our best we love to play uh, for real and not just sit in the studio <laughs> I also wanted to ask you um, I've talked to a lot of bands from Sweden lately because there's a lot of great music coming from there I wanted to ask you uh how is the scene as a whole there in Sweden? Uh, yeah, I lost you there for a few seconds. Oh, um, I've noticed lately that there's a lot of great bands and great albums coming from Sweden right now. I wanted to ask you, uh, how is the overall scene there in Sweden? The overall metal scene is really good, I think. They're like... Swedish melodic death metal is like the, the biggest thing in Sweden with uh, in flames entombed uh, and I'm on the Mars and all of those bands but the power metal scene as we are closer to uh, also thrives well we got like brothers of metal and uh, bloodbound sabaton uh, of course and hammerfall uh, everything so that part of the metal scene is also quite healthy. There are a lot of local bars in every town that try to make some metal, uh, but the symphonic metal scene isn't doing too well, in my opinion. Uh, it's like, well, it's Therion, and they're a bit old. Uh, like we, we we describe ourselves as the future of Swedish symphonic metal because we believe that there is a vacuum in the Swedish symphonic metal scene, and we want to take that part of the market, basically. And um, what can we look forward to next from the band? Well, as I previously mentioned, we have a new single coming out uh, this uh, next week. Uh, Wednesday 17th and then we will have a another single in January uh, and then the album will come around February um, we also plan to release a few special editions of the album a bit later um, where we, listeners will get to see more 
of the orchestral sides of the album. Um, and like we all already got plans and songs, so a few songs written for the album two, which hopefully can be true. <laughs> we, we want that to help happen someday. Uh, but yeah, that, that's basically what happened. We try to do our best to get some merch up and just push these song, this album Equinox right now as much as we can and we'll see how far it goes. And speaking of merchandise, what's the best way to get merchandise from the band? Uh, we, we've got a Bandcamp page where, where you basically just can order it. Uh, right now we have a, a few EPs left and a few shirts left uh, from, from the EP. Um, and we will fill up with more merch for the album. Definitely CDs and like, well, we're, we're, we're a small band and merch costs a lot of money. So we would do our best to print some merch. And the more revenue we get, the more merch we will print basically. But I think we will start with making CDs of the new album. It would be a, a nice dig pack with booklets and everything. And I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Oh, that's a big one. A message for our fans. First of all, we're super grateful for everyone who has supported us during the, the whole album process and been there for us since we released the EP. And I truly believe that if you have liked what you liked before, then we got some great stuff coming out for you next. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Please feel free to update me at any time um, when the new stuff comes around and so we can get it out there. Yeah, um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, Robert. Uh, I will definitely keep you updated when we re release new new stuff. Um, I, I think the other, other band members would be interested in talking with you as well. That's so. great, because I definitely would like to get together again once the full album is released. That, that's awesome. We, we, I, I make, make sure we make that happen. Uh, you, you can always talk, talk to Mike also and re remind him if, if it is somehow forgotten, but... Uh, I'll I save it somewhere here. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much again, and I hope you have a great rest of your night. Thank you very much. Been a pleasure talking to you, Robert. All right, cheers. Cheers. I'd like to thank you for listening to today. And you can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button, and you can be a member of the family. And remember, Come see me for a fix.